What do you know to be fact and truth? You were telling yourself, I'm not enough. I'm not adequate. Is that based in fact and truth? Well, no, it's not based in fact and truth. Okay, well, then we need to edit that part. What am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? Why am I feeling it? And what do I need? And you get all of those pieces and then you begin to edit based in fact and truth. So now we need to go back and that part about inadequate and I'm not doing enough. You got to edit that part of your story. You got to change that. Welcome to A New Life Story, a self-development podcast hosted by me, LaShonda, a certified adult share life coach and parent educator. I'm here to help you get unstuck by uncovering the false stories, emotional blocks, and generational patterns that are keeping you stuck so you can live an emotionally conscious and authentic life. I'll tackle the full gamut of self-development topics like self-worth, setting boundaries, healing your inner child, the power of connecting to your emotions, and so much more. So if you're ready for change, join me to learn how you too can write a new life story. Welcome to another episode of A New Life Story, where we are consciously uncovering our authentic self. I'm your host, LaShonda, and today's episode is going to be very different than previous episodes, because today I am going to walk you through how to manage your emotions and your triggers. So in previous episodes, if you had a chance to hear the ones where Joanne and I discussed the inner child, as well as the second part where we talked about emotions. In that episode, we highlighted four questions to ask yourself when you are um, feeling your emotions or rather not feeling your emotions, or if you are bothered by something, we typically refer to that as being triggered. Usually our emotions are getting triggered or activated. Well, I wanted to give a real life example of how we use that in a practical sense. So I am going to use a personal story that literally just happened maybe about maybe 20 minutes ago, I guess. So here's the experience. The experience was I'm at work and I get an email from one of my children's teachers informing me that this child is missing assignments. And I am immediately going there. Like I, like I immediately could feel my heart racing. I felt anger. I was feeling frustration. And so I emailed the teacher back. I explained to the teacher. I said, I'm aware that these are missing. I've had a conversation with the child. We will make sure that we will have another conversation to ensure that these assignments get turned in. Now, remember y'all, my background, history, context, school is supposed to be everything. You're supposed to be on point for school. That's my background and my experience, right? Always get the gold stars. Always get the A's. Make sure you're doing everything to make the adults happy and approving of you. And you shouldn't be hearing from the teacher, anybody. So to get this email, my nervous system just kicked in. And I was like, what? So I do what we all naturally do when we are activated, when we're frustrated, when we're triggered. What do we typically do? We bring somebody else into the conversation or we bring somebody else into our whirlwind. So I text my husband. I'm like, can you talk? Or if not, I'll send you a voicemail. And he's like, it's fine. You can call me. So I call him and I'm like, did you see the emails back and forth from the teacher and blah, blah, blah. And I told you. And he's like, yes, I saw it. He was like, I'm tracking everything. And 
You know, so we're having a conversation. Of course, we're strategizing again. You probably heard on another episode. We typically strategize when we're getting ready to handle situations like this. So it's it's like this collaboration. Like we go on a corner, we get on a call and it's like, okay, what's your perspective? And what are you thinking? And what's your perspective? What are you thinking? So then I'm just even more activated at this point after the call. And towards the end of the conversation, I said, okay, you know what? I I just need to take a breath. I was like, I just need to take a breath. I said, I can feel that I'm irritated, that I, feel, I like I say in the other ones, I'm feeling some type of way right now. So I am firmly in my adolescent at this point. Like my 11, 12 year old who was afraid of messing up in school is running the show at this point, right? So he's like, okay, fine. You know, he was like, I get it. He was like, go do what you got to do and do your thing of how you get yourself together. So we hang up. So I get in the car, I go for a drive, I take a breath, take a deep breath, come back, I sit at my desk, and I use the tools that I give my clients to use. First thing I do is like, I am feeling something, and I don't know what this is. Why did this one email bring up all of this and cause all of this disruption for me? So the first thing I grabbed was my emotions wheels. I referenced those in another episode. I will be sure to put those in this episode as well. So I immediately grabbed my emotions wheels. My two, my go-to are the uncomfortable emotions and the comfortable emotions. And then I also get the needs wheel. And I put into practice exactly what Joanne and I discussed in the previous episode. I first asked myself, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? What is coming up for me? And so I didn't have, I was like, I'm pissed off. You know, like they have set me off. I, okay, pissed off is not a feeling. Get language for your feelings. So I get the uncomfortable emotions wheel and I'm going through it. I'm going through it. I'm going through it. And first I land on anger. And then if you see the wheels, you'll see that there's other words up underneath. For example, anger is one of the key ones. It'll give you other words to describe anger. So I'm going through those and I'm like, okay, I feel anger. And then I feel, and then I'm like, mm, no, as I slow myself down, I take a deep breath. So I literally, I was like, and I slow myself down. Okay. But what's up underneath the anger? So I look a little closer at the wheel and I'm like, okay, what is really landing for me in this moment? And in the moment I realize it's the category of embarrassed. And then I dug a little bit deeper from the category of embarrassed and embarrassed led me to, I feel inadequate. This email from this teacher telling me that the student didn't complete an assignment and didn't do this was making me feel embarrassed and inadequate as a parent. And that sent me spiraling. So then I said, okay. So then I wrote it down and then I just like I teach my clients, I do it myself. I got a piece of paper and I started journaling. So I wrote embarrassed and then off from embarrassed, I wrote inadequate. And then it said, okay, well, what else do I feel? I still feel pissed off. Okay, well then let's go back to anger, right? So then I go back to anger and it's like, is it really ang anger that you feel? Well, what's up underneath the angry? So then I do just like I teach, it's, okay, go, okay, what? I need more language for anger. So up underneath angry, I find disrespect, Ugh, that lands for me. I feel disrespected by my child because you have this teacher, your actions have this teacher 
emailing me to tell me something that you're doing that has me feeling embarrassed and inadequate as a parent, right? So that's the first question you ask. What am I feeling? So I went through the, went through the steps, identified what it was that I was feeling. Then I asked myself, where am I feeling this? Which in order to know where you're feeling it, I had to slow down yet again. Take a few deep breaths, like the biggest deep breath that I could take. And I scan my body. I feel it in my chest. I feel a racing heart. My body is reacting to the emotions. Okay, so now I've identified where I'm feeling it. Then I have to ask myself, why am I feeling this? Why are you feeling, why do you feel embarrassed? Why do you feel inadequate? Why do you feel disrespected? So I start journaling because I feel like it's my fault. I feel like I haven't done something or haven't done enough or didn't show up enough for my child or didn't give my child enough, whatever. So now I feel inadequate. I feel like I'm failing. That's the feeling that I had, which was causing the emotions to go up and, and, and all of that. Why am I feeling this way? Because I feel it's my fault. So then I grabbed the other chart that we refer to, which is the needs wheel, because that's the fourth question you want to ask yourself. Well, what do I need? What do I need in this moment? Right? Because all I can control is this present moment. I can't, you know, control the student and fix things. All I can control me and what I can do right now is what do I need? So I pull out the needs wheel. Okay, what do I need? So I'm looking at the needs wheel, looking at the needs wheel, and I'm like, okay, I look in the category of, I believe it's relationship. Okay, let me look at relationship. Okay, does anything in relationship land for me? I'm like, okay, relationship, relationship. Okay, so I'm looking at relationship. There's caring, there's empathy, there's connection. Oh, cooperation. I need cooperation. Off from cooperation, they also have collaboration and participation. I need collaboration, right? Collaboration from who? The child that's missing the assignment. I need to collaborate with the child. I need to collaborate with the other people who are involved in helping this child to complete what the child needs to complete. I need collaboration. I need better participation. So once I identify those things, I I ask myself those four questions. Once you identify those four things, you ask yourself those four questions, right? You journal about it. You get it out. You see it. It's on paper. This is where you begin the process of rewriting the story, okay? The first thing you want to ask about the situation, you know that you felt anger, you felt shame, embarrassment, inadequate. You felt like you weren't enough. You were feeling it in your chest. Your body was responding. What you really need is cooperation and collaboration. So what do you know to be fact and true? You were telling yourself, me, I was telling myself, I'm not enough. I'm not adequate. Is that based in fact and truth? Questions I had to ask myself. Well, no, it's not based in fact and truth. Okay, well, then we need to edit that part. What is based in fact and truth? Are you an adequate mother? Yes. Have you provided this child all the resources and tools and support and help and yes, even sent sent the information to the teacher. Okay, just let the teacher know. I want you to know that these notes are available in the folder and they're in protective sleeves and they're printed out in color, the notes from the beginning. So you did your part. You did what you were supposed to do. 
So now we need to go back and that part about inadequate and I'm not doing enough, you got to edit that sentence. You got to edit that part of your story. You got to change that. That, okay, that can come out. Here's what we need to put in its place. Let's take this piece out. We know that we're not inadequate. We know that it's not that we're not doing enough. We're doing more than enough. We're probably doing a little bit too much, right? Okay, I need collaboration. I need cooperation. Okay, from who? You feeling like you lack collaboration and cooperation. Well, you go back to the beginning of the story. I told you, I called his dad and we had a whole meeting, right? About what we were going to do. The email alone between myself and the teacher was a collaboration, was a cooperation. We had a conversation back and forth about, okay, here's the expectations. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the boundaries that we're going to set for this child, the student. Here's the expectations. So, oh, now I got to go back and edit that story up underneath the unconscious part of me that's like, I don't have, no, you do have cooperation. You do have collaboration. What is based in fact and truth? And when you look at the story and you go back after you've said, okay, what is it that I'm feeling? What am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? Why am I feeling it? And what do I need? And you get all of those pieces and then you begin to edit based in fact and truth. So that took me doing that exercise that I just shared with you all. It took me, it took me way longer to explain it than it actually took me to do it. I think I did this in maybe five minutes, five, 10 minutes, just sitting at my desk and working through it. And once I worked through it, I was like, oh, listen, I've done all I can do. I have done all I can do. The only next step I need to do is follow through on what I collaborated with the teacher that we were going to do and is ensure that the assignments will get turned in by midnight tonight. Do I still feel that in my, is my heart so racing? No, I'm good. Like I am very calm at this point. I'm breathing. Am I still upset? No. Do I still feel embarrassed? Absolutely not. That is how you use the tools. That is how you take a real life experience or a real life situation that has caused you to react or caused you to your certain feelings to come up is to get curious. What is this? Right? Slow yourself down. Take deep breath. Connect, reconnect to your body. See what, what, okay, what is it that's really going on? Get curious about what is really going on. Why are you having this kind of reaction? Is it the current situation that you're reacting to? Or are there some deeper things going on up underneath the surface that this current situation is just bringing to the surface? See, emotions are very similar to an iceberg. If you, if you think about the visual of, of, of an iceberg in the ocean, most of the time when you're, if you're on a boat, first thing that comes to me is if you think about it from the Titanic standpoint, you see this boat, right? As the, as the person on the boat, you see a boat, you're on a boat and you see an iceberg, but it only all typically that you see above the water is the tip of the iceberg. But what you don't see is up underneath the surface of the water is this huge other piece to that iceberg. The tip is just the tip, but there's this whole body of things that are going on up underneath the surface. Human beings are very much the same way. There's your conscious that's on the top of the surface. That's what you just kind of can immediately see and what you can deal with and what you're, what you're responding to. You know, if you're 
on the boat and you see the iceberg, you know, they said in the movie, iceberg right ahead, you know, they see it. But what they didn't see was what was up underneath. What was the mass up underneath? That's the difference between your conscious and your unconscious emotions. The unconscious thoughts, the unconscious beliefs that you have up underneath the surface. And just like in my situation, one email, a very innocent email. I mean, it, it, the thing about what makes it so innocent of an email is that all teachers are at this stage and phase of the school year where everybody is sending notifications to parents about where their students are at, what's missing, what needs to be done, right? But it sent me into a spiral of I'm just the most inadequate mother in the world because I'm getting a report from the teacher. no. It was other feelings. It was other things up underneath the surface that were being triggered that I had to sit and identify and ask questions and get curious and edit the parts and pieces of the story that were not based in fact and truth. So I hope that this exercise, this real life exercise has helped you in some way. You can apply this same exercise in whatever your experience is, whatever scenario you're dealing with that something is bringing up um, real emotions in you you're having a reaction, you're having a response. First step, again, slow down. Take a few deep breaths. Ask yourself the four questions. What am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? Why am I feeling it? And what do I need? Write it down. And as you write it down and you go back, you have at least your draft, that's the draft. And then you go back and you edit the parts and pieces that are not true. And you put truth in where there is not truth, where something is not based in fact and truth. So hope this helps you all. Use the tools. I will be sure to include again, the emotions wheels in the show notes so you can access those as well because they are wonderful tools to use to help you as you too write a new life story. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you found this episode helpful, please share it or leave a review so that others who are doing the work can also learn, heal, and grow. And if you'd like to dig deeper and further unpack your story one-on-one, click the link in the episode description to book a session with me. Becoming your authentic self is work, but just stay curious and we'll work through it together. Join me here again next week as we continue to consciously uncover our authentic story.